Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Ronnie Martin, who is an author, podcaster, and pastor. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. And thank you for tuning into this episode today with Ronnie Martin, who is an author, podcaster, and pastor. Super excited for this episode. We are approaching the Advent season. Actually, we're in the Advent season. And what a time, but for a nice devotional book, The God Who Is With Us, 25-Day Devotional for Advent. And Ronnie shares a little bit about um, this this book, the Advent season, why it's so significant in our lives and the church um, and the world, as well as spiritual practices, desires, disciplines, and uh, the significance of Jesus's presence coming to us, the God who is with us, Emmanuel. And so I'm excited for this episode today and um, know that you will enjoy as well. Well, before we hop into the podcast, if you um, like what you've been listening to, have been enjoying the podcast show, uh, if you would like to sign up for our newsletter, um, we'll be launching our newsletter and we'll be sharing some important updates, uh, podcasts, what's going on. And so please visit uh, the website, theguyslikeus.com, and you'll see um, a, a pop-up to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, feel free to sign up for our newsletter there um, and would love to connect. Well, without further ado, here's my conversation with Ronnie. Ronnie, thank you so much for, for joining me and the Guys Like Us podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, you know, this is an exciting time of the year. We're wrapping up Thanksgiving and, sh- you know, quickly entering into the, the tree setting up for, for many folks, the, the shop the last minute or actually, I guess, even early shopping for some. Um, but even the more important is kind of the Advent season that we're coming up to as well. And so um, I know you just are fresh off the, you know, uh, providing and releasing a book, The God Who Is With Us, 25-Day Devotional for Advent. And so some folks who are listening, um, I think in the evangelical world, may not even be super familiar with Advent. And so would you just maybe share a little bit about what prompted this book and maybe just a refresher into the significance of Advent in the in the church and in our lives today. Yeah, well, gosh, um, I now I did not grow up um, celebrating Advent. You know, um, as a kid growing up uh, in mm. church in the evangelical world, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't something we necessarily celebrated. And then um, a little bit later in my life, I, I got involved in a church that celebrated it, and it really opened up a, kind of a new world for me because there's mm. a tradition with it. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because number one, I love Christmas so much. It's my mm-hmm. favorite time of the year, but it also helped me just do that reset. Mm-hmm. And um, it just that refocus instead of just, you know, it becoming a, just a series of trite, you know, he is the reason for the season kind of phrasings, you know, that sure. we just kind of get thrown at us, um, sure. which I, I just found to be largely unhelpful. Mm-hmm. Um, this mm-hmm. Advent to me and the way we celebrated at the church I was with. It was just there was an intentionality behind it in terms of us um, entering into a time of waiting and anticipating Mm. and then really unpacking what it means for us as believers 
to um, to embrace that sense of waiting and anticipation and expectation. So in the way that hmm. uh, you know, for thousands of years, people were waiting for the coming of the Messiah, and now right. we're on the other side of his coming, but now we are waiting and hmm. anticipating for his return. And there's just something so enriching about that and meaningful. And I love all the stuff that comes with Christmas. So, you know, you name it. I love the presents sure, and the sure. decorating, all the all the fun things that go with it. I think those things are great. Um, but there has to be something, I think, that undergirds that, that can actually add a, a bit of depth to all of the hustle and bustle hmm. and the chaos that surrounds the season. And so to be able to write a book that will allow people to even just find a pocket in their day to maybe pause hmm give them a, a chance to think and reflect and ponder on Christ, I just think is so important. I know how much I need that mm. and having a resource that just helps me do that and something I can do with my family or my spouse or even just finding a bit of alone time, you know, in a nice chair with, uh, you know, a, a cup of something hot to drink at night or in the morning. Mm. It's just, it's such a helpful thing to be able to look forward to and, and as a way to reconnect us with Jesus, you know, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so no, so I love the, the component of it's an anticipation and an expectation really of mm -hmm. promise. And mm -hmm. obviously we see that throughout the, the Old Testament of the promise of a coming Savior, a coming Messiah, and kind of re, almost reliving into this expectation and anticipation um, acknowledging, as a, as you said, we're on the other side of this this hope, but nonetheless, this time of the year and this season certainly does bring up expectation within all of us, right? And for for I think for many, we've been conditioned to the expectation of you know Christmas and presents, and what if we just reframe that and see oh, what is the first expectation, the first promise um, for many of us as well. And so I the other thing, right, is this, the title is God who is with us. And so certainly it's a dive into God's presence as well. What are some of the, obviously the anticip anticipation, expectation is a big kind of theme and element of Advent, but also the, the Emmanuel, God with us, the presence. Can you talk a little bit, unpack the importance of God's presence with us in this time? Yeah, well, I think what you just said is important um, because, you know, our expectations rise you know, where they they rise every year given the the season, and there's I think we grow up with that. You know, we we have a we have a particular kind of picture in our minds of what Christmas is supposed to be, hmm. and I know that's different for a lot of people depending on how it was as you were growing sure. up. But we have these expectations, and the expectations is that generally speaking, this is going to be very magical. It's going to be filled with a lot of, of um, good things, hopeful things, sure. family, friends. Uh, you know, uh, parties and decorations and gift giving. And, you know, it's, it's supposed to be something that is um, that we, we are, we're sort of, you know, uh, we're conditioned to look forward to. And yet you notice that when it comes to this time of the year, one of the things that you hear is that it can be a very isolating time for people. Mm -hmm. And it's a very lonely time for people, even yeah. though they might be surrounded by, more people than they usually are at other times yeah. of the year. So the big theme behind the book is that what what do we do with that? And as we are in the Christmas season and we're anticipating the new year, right. and there can be a sense of, of just even dread, knowing mm -hmm. that I'm coming out of all of this, going back into a new year of which my life is not different. 
Hmm. The things that were unfixed before I, I went into the holiday season are remain unfixed as I enter the new year. And so hmm. the theme behind this book is where is God in the midst of all this? And the, right. and the reality is that he's close to us. Um, his presence can be experienced and felt and he is very near to us. Mm. And the Christmas season is, is the catalyst to remind us that God sent Jesus to be close to us, to heal that divide that existed between us and God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to just even spend a few minutes reflecting on that, remembering that can be, I think just a massive source of hope and encouragement at, at a, just a weird time of the year. You know, we have all these different things going on, all the hustle and bustle that can right. really detach right. us from what is true, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's good. And it was, you know, looking at day, even day one here and we look at, at creation and I think so often we can, and God is with us right first. And so look, getting a, I think a complete doctrine of creation before moving to Genesis three and kind of looking at, you know, obviously our, our sin nature and looking at how, how everything is broken in the world and the way that we see things now. But I think that that significance of that, um, of, yeah, of our of creation, of God chose creation and chose Israel and then this kind of these, these themes. And so what, what can we kind of expect throughout as we kind of go through day by day is, um, I, I know you, there's at least in the, the format of the book, you have these moments of pause, ponder and pray, which I love to and love to kind of get in in a moment, but just what can readers expect as they go through the 25 days? Yeah, well, I think one of the themes of Scripture is the title, right? Um, it's it's God is with us. God is getting, mm-hmm. God is coming in near. He's coming close. Mm-hmm. It culminates with Him sending, you know, His Son, right. you know, the incarnation, God in the flesh. But I think I, I started in Genesis, and I wanted to just take a bit of a journey through Scripture leading up to the birth of Christ, mm-hmm. just to kind of point out that all through scripture, that is one of the themes, you know, is that God is close. He's coming near. He wants to come near. Um, He's not doing it out of obligation, but he's doing it out of a desire to be Mm. close to his creation. And it's obviously done out of, out of love. And um, so I think just to be able to step through in a very simple way, um, but starting in Genesis and just sort of chart all the different places where we have these kind of these beautiful passages that speak of the Lord's nearness, Hmm which then culminates in Christ coming Um, again, just, just a very, it's just something that's going to introduce just a a reminder of God's promises and just uh, of the hope that we have, you know, in him. Amen. And I think for many of us, we, though, I think that, that richness of, of seeing the totality of, yeah, Mm -hmm. God's presence really starts to maybe add a new light or a new significance as we then approach the, the, the promise of Christ and our hope are in fulfillment. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, so I, I really enjoyed this, these pause, ponder and pray moments because I think so often in our own devotional life, we're kind of routine to just kind of, we can mm. be quick to follow routine or even follow kind of the, our own internal law that we set of here's what I got, here's what I'm doing every morning. And, and sometimes we can even forget to, kind of bring in the Holy Spirit, bring in the presence of the Lord into our, into our devotional time. And I don't know if that, if that sounds weird, but I, I know I can fall into that sometimes, but mm-hmm. I, I like how you kind of have these, all right, let's just, you have pause, ponder, pray. And then there's this time of writing and engaging and praying through. Can you explain a little bit about what prompted 
kind of this, yeah, this exercise, this practice for this devotional, as this is a devotional book as well. Yeah, I think it's just to be able to have it be a little more interactive. Um, and so instead of just reading, you know, I, I love Advent devotionals. I usually buy a couple of them every year. Right. And then my wife and I sort of go, which one do we want to do? You know, and we kind of do it together. Um, but it can also turn into something that becomes an exercise, another like to-do list, check-off thing. And so you read it. They're typically short. You know, it's a page, page and a half. And you read it and you feel like, okay, I did sure. my Advent devotional as if it's something prescribed in Scripture that we're supposed to do. Right. It's not. Right. But, right. Um, right. but I think to be able to stretch it out a little bit and say, what would it look like for us to um, incorporate the opportunity to journal a little bit. Hmm. And I know journaling has become something that more people now are incorporating into their lives. I struggle with, I'm a writer, but I, I struggle with journaling. Um, that's not, yeah. that's something that's been hard for me to incorporate into my life. Yeah. So in, in some ways this was done um, just from a personal experience of saying, hey, hmm. how enriching would this be if I'm hearing the, the author's reflections but then I also take some time to write my own reflections based on on his reflections, sure. and then have it be something that you can that you can even store away with all the Christmas decorations at the end of the season. You can bring it out again next year. It can be something you can read, mm -hmm. and it'll give you another opportunity to reflect on maybe some things that were going on um, at that time in life that you've seen God, you know, kind of uh, move through over the mm -hmm. course of the following year. And so I just think if we can engage in, in that particular exercise, um, which is, extends it beyond just the reading, hmm. I just think it, it makes for a more enriching process if, we, if <laughs> we can take the time. And again, it's like anything else. There's no rules to a book like this. You know, may, maybe you journal through half of it, um, or maybe it becomes part of something that creates um, a bit of a, of a habit for you as well. So for it to prompt something like that, I think can be a good thing too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think were the, the practices right is um the, the practices of our life oftentimes don't reflect the practices of christ or the the soul kind of practices that i think help us be shaped more into his image um, yeah and so we live many different stories in our life and we kind of act these out even if we don't perhaps verbalize these and um i think for many right we're being formed and shaped into things other than god's word and other than the presence and um, power of Jesus Christ. And so, um, so I, I, I don't know, I think I've seen a lot of folks who've struggled with spiritual disciplines, right, spiritual practices, uh, or even just thinking about how their life is kind of constantly being shaped and formed. And, you know, what, is, what do you desire that to look more like, you know? And um, have you seen the same kind of in terms of, the devotional life of, of folks in your church and congregation and just would love for you to speak to that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a massive, I have so many conversations about that with, uh, with people in, in my church. Um, it's, yeah. it's such a difficult thing um, because it so quickly becomes, um, it, it so quickly can become something that people, um, it, it almost becomes like a, a legalistic thing in the lives of people where they think, this is something that has to be established in my life that happens at the same time every day for a particular amount of time or else I'm not really growing spiritually the way I should be. And I, I'm always trying to say, again, that's not really prescribed in Scripture as much as, it, you know, this is something where you know, we're talking about where our, where our desires are. 
and we're talking about how those need to be constantly reordered, right? right? right. So it's more about, do, do I, am, am I cultivating a heart that is desiring Christ? Hmm. And if I desire Christ, anything I desire, I want to get close to. Hmm. And because Christ has desired us, he came close to us. You know, so hmm. we see this beautiful thing happening with Adam, hmm. because Christ desired us, he came close to us. And I think that can help us as we pray um, for our desires to be reordered um, and, and part of that process mm. is that we just want to get nearer to Christ. So what, whatever that looks like and however that looks like, and whether that can be an hour for you some days yeah. or 10 minutes yeah. other days or a couple of chapters in Scripture or a Bible reading plan through the year or a, a, right. a psalm in the morning or at night or you sure. know times of prayer, short times of prayer in the morning and at night before bed. I mean, I, I just think it's something that it's, it's going to, what, what's going to undergird that is just uh, an increasing desire to want to be near to the God who drew near to us. So I always just say, I know this is a massive problem, but don't look at it like you are, it's a pass fail every time you do it or don't do it. What you really need to do is go before the Lord and say, Lord, just continue to increase my desire to, um, to want to be near to you, to want to know you. Um, and see what he might do in that as that becomes more the focus of your prayer. And then spiritual disciplines, you know, it's, it's, not, so much, it's not so much spiritual discipline, it's, it's spiritual desire to get close to the one who wants to get close to you. And then you're not so worried about the, the structure of it. We get so messed up with the structure of it. Hmm. And then it's just, hey, I just, I can't, I can't wait to spend some time right. with right. the Lord, you know. And so I think it's a huge thing. And it's really hard. And I think we need to have a God has a lot of grace and compassion on us as we as we work these things out in our chaotic hearts, you know. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, no, I think it makes sense. And changing, reordering our desires, and if God desires us, you know, then our response is to desire Him and to yeah. And I think there's a whole yeah, and I think that's exciting and it's a journey. Um, and it's an expectation, anticipation of what. Um, yeah. that can, that can look like, um, yeah. So just to, as we kind of wrap up here, what, um, so wanted to ask you, uh, what did you learn about God's presence in that, in this process of writing and, and also pausing and pondering as you were kind of approaching this, this book? Yeah, I think a, a little bit about what we just mentioned yeah. is, um, you know, um, my, my prayers have been increasingly kind of formed and shaped um, in just in the sense that I, I want to understand the love of Christ better. I, I want to, I want to be able to embrace and understand the love that he has for me. Um, and, and, you know, as was evidenced by, you know, his coming and his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. Uh -huh. uh, um, I, I want to more fully understand um, his heart behind those movements um, in the life of the church and, and for me as a Christian personally. Mm. And um, so I think when you when you really back up and you and you you really look at like we said earlier some of the some of the themes of Scripture, we we don't have a God that is that is. Um, that is just um, constantly pulling away from us, pulling back from us, repelled by us. Mm. We actually see the opposite thing happening. Yeah. And even yeah. when we're, even when we are feeling our most distant, or we're feeling like we don't deserve His love, we just see Him press in 
uh, even even deeper. You know, um, yeah. you know, Dane Orland wrote a book called Gentle and Lowly, yeah. and it really, really, um, he really unpacked that. I thought so well in terms of just wherever we're at and however we may be feeling and whatever our you know our human tendencies are to feel shame and to want to kind of pull ourselves back, back into a corner it's those times that jesus is pressing in even yeah. deeper and um and that was that was part of yeah. a little bit of the um the mindset as i was writing i'm just remembering that and letting that produce some level of hope and, and joy in me, especially during this time of the year when we can be so busy, we're not even necessarily right. thinking about some of those things. Um, but it's probably so important that we that we reengage with it to the best of our mm. ability. Yeah. No, that's good. And you're right. I think oftentimes when we're we feel like we're distant from God, we it's almost like then we even repel or retract even farther. Sometimes it's like okay, yeah. well, I, yeah. I, then I have to like. We have to get to this right standing in order that we, and it's just, no, he's drawing near to you and just yeah. continue to, to seek his presence as he's drawing near to you. And so, yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. No, I, I think a lot of us can resonate with that. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, thank you. You know, this is, this is really enriching and um, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Um, I know it's a busy time for many as well. And so I pray that, um, yeah, folks are able to to spend just a few moments and pause and silence and listening and praying um, throughout throughout our days here. So thank yeah, you so amen. much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Well, what a great conversation with Ronnie Martin. Thanks for tuning in, and um, I certainly enjoyed my time, and certainly hope that you did as well. And that there's truly is a time to ponder, to pray and to reflect on the God who is with us and seeking after his presence as he's drawing near to us. Well, as I said earlier, I will remind you all again, we are launching a newsletter. So if you've enjoyed listening to these podcasts um, and want to stay up to date, um, I would also love to hear from you as well. We're interested in launching some, some new material and ways where we can engage and, and provide more value and, and the things that you're interested and curious about, please visit us at theguyslikeus.com and you'll see a pop-up and just click in and subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you and I'll see you next time.